You're now listening to a Press Play Network podcast. Electroconvulsive Therapy, Part 1. Go kid, go kid, go kid, do the crap with me. All right, man. Welcome and shoot. Welcome back. Speaking game. Uh, episode number five. Uh, typically, you know, royalty. Nerdflow podcast, hip hop rejects, all that good stuff. Normally, royalty. Uh, as you can tell, I'm not alone this time. <laughs> no, snap, he's not. Boy, snap back from Nerdflow podcast with me. How y'all beautiful folks doing out here on this wonderful, sunny. Well, I don't know where y'all at, but it's sunny on my end. How y'all doing today? Doing good, man. We're doing good. Uh, of course, if you tune into this podcast, it's called Spin Game. It's all about video games, all that good stuff. Uh, initially, Spin Game was like bonus content for Nerdflow just to kind of put a little bit more emphasis on the video game side because Nerdflow talks about so many different genres and facets of pop culture, nerd culture, whatever you want to call it. And so, uh, spin game is going to be an official thing, man. So it's going to be like a weekly, weekly thing. This is the, uh, reemergence of spin game as an official podcast. Uh, we're going to start out where we left off from. So we did four, I did four initial like bonus episodes. So I'm just going to, this would be number five. So episode number five, uh, and let's, uh, let's get into it, man. Um, let's kick it off with, cause so, so last night during raw, uh, we saw the commercial for WWE 2K19, and for a whole second, I'm like, "Wait!" And I saw Daniel Bryan in a Rey Mysterio mask, and I'm like, "Oh man!" It's like, I was oh. kind of, I was kind of confused for a second, and then it started to click what was going on. I'm like, "Oh, okay, pre-order." So, Rey Mysterio is, is a pre-order character for WWE 2K19. How you feel about that, Snap? <laughs> Oh no, man! It's 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 bizarre because the first ever 2K game to make it on this generation's console, he was already a part of the roster. So it's hard to, it, it's really hard to just look at it like, wow, he is de- he's actually a pre-order bonus now. He's not a regular roster. He's actually pre-order bonus. But I love the fact that Ray's in the game. Um, honestly, it's 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 already there that you can make fantasy matches with Ray Mysterio that you want to see with current cruiserweights and of course any light heavyweights in the division in the uh, 2k games but you know like I said in real life I'm ready to see him mix it up in the ring but I love the fact that Mysterio's back in uh in 2k man it saves a lot of people trouble when it comes to creating him now he's in the game oh yeah I know man especially with like <laughs> when you're on community creation man you be trying to like weigh your options we're trying to figure out, like, okay, I like this one, I like this one. Which one should I, you know, just trying to figure out, you know, right. which, one, which one should you download. And now we got the official. But here's the funny thing about it, though. So that means that he's at some point in 2018, he's going to make a full-time return at some point. I mean, it's just the way that the pre-order people have gone, starting with Sting, and then Sting showed up. The Survivor Goldberg, Survivor, yeah, exactly. Goldberg showed up. Kurt Angle reemerged. 
and now Rey Mysterio, which we already got Rey Mysterio and, in Royal Rumble and the greatest Royal Rumble earlier this year, but it hasn't right. been on a full-time like schedule or nothing like that. But, you know, when it comes to Mysterio, you know, they already was, uh, it was already saying it was a lot of contract negotiations with him coming back, but it's like, like uh, they said, if he wants to do a lighter schedule, which is nothing wrong with that. You know, like I said, it's great to see Mysterio back. I want to see those dream matches. So to have Mysterio in the game, It'll, it'll be awesome. And like I said, it, it brings back a little bit of nostalgia because if you're one of those people that love to play as Mysterio back in the early uh, SmackDown games when he first debuted, you know, I'm pretty sure the younger generation nowadays are going to love him, especially with how real everything's going to be. So, Yeah, true that, true that. Uh, so keeping with the theme, um, of course, uh, you've been under a rock for the past week or a week and a half. Uh, AJ Styles is the cover star for WWE 2K19, which that's no surprise. I just couldn't see them putting Roman Reigns on the cover because it's just it been <laughs> so much backlash. It was just been so much, like so much. He he had a chance. He actually had a chance. He had a chance back on at least, even though it was Steve Austin's cover and, and the game centered around him. It was around that time period he could have been on the cover. You know, we've seen John Cena on there already. Roman could have been on the cover of 2K15 or 16. But, uh, you know, like I said, it, that time literally has come and gone. It's like even now. Seth has been on the cover before him, but he's supposed to be the guy. But he. Yeah, but everybody loves Seth. Nothing against Roman. No, that's Roman's not good. decent. And the, thing, and the thing is, like, with Roman, I don't, I don't really have a problem with Roman at all, honestly. It's just the fact that, you know, a lot of people want like, well, why y'all, why people hate Roman Reigns? I'm like, okay. Here's the thing. If you are a, you know, diehard or just a wrestling fan in general, we all know back in the day, Shawn Michaels, um, Bret Hart, when these guys, like, got over organically with the crowd, it's because people, like, genuinely liked them. It's like they had good feuds. They had good grudge matches. You got an Intercontinental Championship. Sometimes you were lucky enough you got a WWE title championship, and you organically just got there. You just... Even though, yeah, it could have been a chosen thing that, you know, that's the person that Vince McMahon is going to push. But at the same time, crowd reaction kind of determined who was going to be that next person. Right, and right. With Roman Reigns, it just don't feel like that. It It's always felt like he's the guy. And the reason why he's getting a title shot against Brock Lesnar like freaking five times already is because Vince McMahon is just pushing the issue of wanting him to be the guy when it's like a bunch of other better people that could be in that spot right now. You know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. Here's the funny thing. If you paid attention, like I said, it's, it's back when the shield broke up and when they were around, that was literally Roman's time right there. Yep. That was his yep. time. Yep. You remember that but, Royal Rumble? You remember that Royal Rumble that, uh, yeah, that he, 2014. had all the eliminations? 2014 Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. He had was... every bit of momentum and it, it went throughout the whole year, but the thing that stopped it was the injury when he went against, uh, he went against Seth Rollins on that Monday night before Night of Champions of that year. Yep. And it was after that he ended up getting injured, and he didn't come back until late 2014 or early 2015. That's mm-hmm. when things just started changing. Yep. Yeah, he had like a hernia or something like that that I remember he had. Yeah, it was something like that. Um, he was hot. He was hot. Mm-hmm. All right, and then on top of that, they also announced a million-dollar challenge for uh, WB2K19. So, uh, they said, so basically how it's going to work, it wasn't really a lot of information, but basically how it's going to work with the WWE Million Dollar Challenge is you get to face AJ Styles uh, at the end of the tournament and you win a million dollars. 
Uh, you got to work your way up through. I'm not sure if it's going to be other gaming wrestlers you're going to end up having to go against or just like Probably you know, so. like general people you're going to have to go against first to make it to that point. But basically, you know, in some whatever, if they, they say like it's a special mode you have to play to to be part of the, the challenge. Yeah, or is it? yeah, they okay. did. They did. They said it was some mode. It's a new mode that's going to be in the game. And we talked about this, I think, on an issue of Nerve Flow that uh, it was going to, and you said it, like, it could be like a slobber knocker type of uh, mode. But yeah, that's what I'm, I know. That's what I'm thinking, like a gauntlet or something like that. That's what I got to yeah. think it's going to be. And then in, on top of that, you have to make a promo video. Yeah. Not just. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to do my promo video, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm really. I'm thinking hard about 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 doing this because I. I mean, I know I've been. I play online here and there with W2K19, but I really have kind of like. I know this generation. I kind of like. I've been jumping into those quick plays quite often, and I've yeah. been like, I'm, I think I'm. I think I'm like something in one with Seth Rollins. I have not. I've yet to lose with Seth Rollins in an online match on PS4. So I think I made. I think I might dive into that when that when that time to roll around for that challenge, and I think I'm rolling with Seth Rollins just because I'm I'm good with him. Um, eh, I don't know, man. I, I might just uh, I might just pick as AJ or at least uh, I got to pick somebody with a good. I don't know. I might go for Sean because I like to kick people and I like to flip. So, and that's a good that's know. a that's a good uh, that's a good finisher that you can easily reverse into something and you know. You get that opportunity to open and, and super kick just all of a sudden just happens too. That's that's one thing about that move too. Oh, so what would you want in this game? I, I want custom tracks in this game. Dude, yes, man. I really like custom tracks is something that went away from the PS3 days. Oh and my god. It's like I with PS4 with all the potential and the hard drive space and just <laughs> I'm anything. just saying like Dude, it's 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 maybe I'm I'm thinking like this. There's some other people thinking like this. Like take for instance Shinsuke theme music. I I love his theme music now, but it's it's weird to play him as a heel in 2K18. But it's his face music playing. Like right. I want his theme. I want his evil theme music because it sounds more awesome. Sounds more badass. Mm-hmm. So I want that. So uh, put that back in the game, man. More importantly, and this is and I'm being honest. Back in the day. I used to sit here and have people coming out to Ice Cube music. Yep, yep. It's just like, like it's just way. It's just a way for you. It's like I know they was talking about like I know a lot of people say about licensing and stuff like that. But like, okay, if it's if licensing is the problem, okay, this is the era in video games. This is the era of microtransactions. I honestly wouldn't even freaking care if WWE. Oh, say we reverse that. Two K decided to put microtransactions in the game and it was old theme music from old wrestlers. I wouldn't have a problem with that. I, I'll take it. I eat it up. Like, they make some additional extra money off me because I'm going to be buying a bunch of themes. Shoot. I, I, would, I would so do that. Come out there with Kane's slow chemical theme music, man. That's a dream right there. Exactly. Man. I mean, at least, at least, at least give it a shot. Even if it's not like, you know, like the indie stuff and stuff like that, that's kind of like licensed music. Cause I know a lot of ROH stuff is like licensed music and stuff like that. Right. Um, I would even take that as a substitute. If I can't just import my own stuff, then give me the option. Give me some, give me a library of all the licensed music. Cause I'm WD y'all own all the music. So it's like, it shouldn't be a problem. And just like dump it into the game as microtransaction. And if you get like, you know, create a character and custom, you know, say you create, um, let's see who hasn't been in the game in like Adam uh, Cole. 
Just yeah. Put, well, put you know, Adam he, Cole in the well, game. Well, you know he's gonna be in the game, so we, we that's a that's a given. Uh let's say uh let's see who who um uh, let's say Hulk Hogan, for example, because we he probably gonna be in the game for that a That is the worst example, but okay, we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> go with that one. We'll go with we'll go with Hulk Hogan. Fine. Yeah, so let's say, you know, you got the Hulk Hogan thing, you got the Hollywood Hogan theme or whatever, you just, you know, download from community creation, you go spend like ninety nine cents or something. And whatever the microtransaction shop for two K eighteen, two K nineteen, and bam, you got you know you got yourself an authentic, uh, somewhat of authentic uh, Hulk Hogan because you're pretty sure all the creators that you know created in the community on W two K nineteen, a lot of their uh, creations are like super legit, and they're very lifelike to the actual you know in game counterparts and sometimes even better. So hey, I mean, just do oh custom microtransaction tracks. Another thing too to add to that one. Bring back some of them old school entrances from back in the day, man. Like, I'm very particular. If it when it came to Randy Orton's entrance back in at least two K, uh, two thousand, well, SmackDown Rock two thousand eighteen. Well, not two thousand eighteen. <laughs> yeah, like in two thousand eight. My bad, I said two thousand eighteen. They it spent they spent years screwing up that pose, but it took them to two thousand eight to finally get tattoos right, get the entrance pose, his arms right. It's mm-hmm. like that was the best thing ever. Bring that one back as like a custom interest or something like that as a uh uh one of them type of interests they used to have back in the day where they took it from one of the wrestlers in the previous game that didn't show up the next year and they have it there as a template. So yeah. bring that back so that way it's like I wanna create an old school Randy Orton and I wanna do it with, you know, the classic douche Orton or the two thousand four World Heavyweight Champion version of Orton. I want that. But I don't want to use his current Viper entrance. I want to use his old school Orton entrance with everything old school. I want that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So bring that back. Yeah, I definitely definitely agree with that. Um, GMO, man. GMO is something that we should should have liked just. It should have never went away, honestly. I mean, I know like Universe Mode is kind of like a small version of that. But like if you're a longtime player of... The series, like I can't, like I am, before it became, even before it became 2K, and when it was over at THQ, when we had GMO, man, you control like everything, like crowd stuff, like merch, and all that stuff. It's like it's just a little part of the game for people who may not, they may like wrestling, but let's say they may not be very good at the simulation and doing the actual, you know, matches and stuff like that. They may want to be the matchmaker. And right. with, the, with the super emphasis on GMs all the freaking time on every single show, it's like, why not have a GM mode and make matches and just watch them? You can either watch them play out or do whatever. But I think GMO should be a thing again. I'm just saying. People been nah, nah. Nothing wrong with that, man. I mean, me personally, I never I never dabbled too much into GMO because I always really just love just playing matches and creating matches and making death matches, making people fall off ladders. I want – because – I'm not gonna lie. I used to watch some crazy Japan uh, matches like crazy, especially with the light bulbs. I was like, I want to do that in the game. Put this in the game. I want to throw somebody through a lot of light bulbs. Use uh, an FM. What is the FM? Use an FMW guy. <laughs> I think it was that see that comeback. That comeback zone wrestling man. It's freaking, like uh, freaking, freaking Hayabusa and <laughs> freaking death matches, bomb matches. Man, I was like, man. But then it had me thinking. You know what? With WWE making all the. Uh, wrestling games what if new japan came out with a real wrestling game like literally you you don't have to create kenny omega no more you don't have to create 
Bullet Club no more. You can legit play as them. And on top of that, they throw in talent from Ring of Honor. So it's like, what if they actually did something like that and actually try to come back and compete against WWE2K? Like, who do you think would actually pick up a New Japan game? That's a really hard one. I mean, because it's just because it, there's a lot that plays a part into with a lot of these like fighting simulation games and, and like you know thinking about it now, 2K is like was like the perfect uh, company to pick up the license for WWE, but like EA's had their hand at it. Um, and they, you know, they used to have WCW games and all that stuff. And I think it was like Backstage Assault, which was like a god-awful, terrible-ass game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think about the game, some of the games they did. Nitro and Thunder is like, these like super fast-ass games. It's like, um, it's okay. Remember that, remember that ECW game? I actually played that game. I rented it from Blockbuster when I was younger. Yeah, I see, played EC, it. See, ECW game wasn't that bad. I mean, that was made nah. by Acclaim. And shoot, even Acclaim back in the day, I don't even know who, who the, where they are, who they got consumed by. But Acclaim did a lot of wrestling games as well. They did the ECW game. I think they also did, like, Legends of Wrestling. This is one reason. Okay, Legends of Wrestling is the greatest game. I love Legends of Wrestling for one particular reason. The reason being that I had, to, I used to play with Terry Funk a lot. And I could get up on the top rope with a steel chair in my hand and come oh. on the top rope and get somebody. I used to love this. That's the one thing that I loved about that game. I'm like, I can't do this on any other game. But this Wait, game. Hold on. Wait a minute. See, now, like I said, I've, I've been playing 2K18. And when I do play, I play in regular matches. I played a few TLC matches. But can you do that in this game? Or is this something that should be added to the wish list? You can't even do that on. I've never been able to do that on any WWE game. I don't Are you serious? Yes, it's only been in Legends of Wrestling. Every wrestling I've played, every wrestling game there is, and that's the only game that I know of that allowed me to have a chair in my hand. And when I would go to the top row, I would climb the top row with the chair in my hand. See, that's the I'm saying. Well, yeah, you might as well just throw that on that wish list then, especially if you've been watching NXT, you've been watching matches. Such exactly. as the Adam Cole and Alistair Black matches, and you see any and the, the recent Gargano and Champa. Let me open up match. a chair. Like, Let me open up a chair because I remember that was a thing in Legends of Wrestling as well. I could open up because Sabu. I remember Sabu was on Legends of Wrestling. I could open up a chair and I could run somebody against her, and I could literally drop toehold them into the chair. Hold on, now why can't they I do had that? something similar? They had something similar. I ain't, I ain't gonna say similar, similar because it was still like a command, but. You know, they did like a little cinematic little thing, whereas, you know, and they started this back in 2008, especially the Resurrection 2008, when you had a hardcore fighter like Sabu and uh, Sandman yeah. and all them. Yeah, like, some, yeah, like some of them had it as like an ability that they were the only ones that were able to like to like do that. I think I, I, think I do kind of like vaguely remember that, too, that you can. It was like certain people that had the ability to do it. And I think um, what I'm thinking, okay, with Sabu, yeah, I do remember. Because with Sabu, you remember in DCW, how he would do the, the moonsault off the rope. He would leave right. off, off of the chair, then hit the ropes. And I know you could do that in the, when it was uh, featured in ECW in 2008. I remember that. So, yeah, um, it's like bring something like that back, especially, like I said, with the whole thing with the rosters and whatnot. It wouldn't feel authentic nowadays if you want to make an authentic game. It wouldn't feel authentic, especially with what you see on the shows. But, but yeah, I mean, you can. I mean, you could do. I mean, it's so much stuff that you can that they can really like. As far as from a physics standpoint, that they we should be able to do within this game, especially with the carry system that we have now. Like you can, 
Like if you time it and aim it right, man, you could do a lot of stuff on the stairs in the game now that you used to couldn't do. So it's like if you time it right and carry it, you know, like if you can do somebody on a carry power, you can power bump somebody right on the steps. You just got to do it right. You could do it. It's like it's so much stuff with the physics that they that they have the tools in there. It's just like just make it an action so I can do it. It's like a lot of people want to do these do these crazy matches. Oh, and what about these? Uh, what about Survivor Series match? Yes, man. We need we need more, especially with these new high powered uh, consoles, Xbox One X and PlayStation Pro and stuff like that. Like these consoles that with these better uh, graphic GPUs, I think it is time. And we got it. We finally got an eight man tag that took for freaking ever to get years, years, I need millions fi- of years. I need a, I need a five V five. I need just alternate, alternate variations of these multi-man matches. It's like WWE loves to do. It's like, y'all want to make it a depiction of WWE. Then damn it. Y'all know y'all do multi-man matches. Like y'all is nobody business. How many five way dances have we seen in the past two years? It's like, and it's like when it comes to tags. these, when it comes to these survivor series matches, like, that's literally the whole point of Survivor Series. Like it's a staple you have pay per view. Don't say it's it, that's what Survivor Series is about. So why not have that in the game? Especially how maybe it's just me. These past couple years with 2017 and 16 Survivor Series, they've been hype, especially because of the whole brand versus brand type thing going on. So if you know, throw that in the game to make the game more hype to have something like that. If if anything, if you want to start off. With it, just make it whereas for this upcoming game, 2K19, you can have that match only at Survivor Series. Nothing wrong with that. That way, at least you can see how it turns out. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. It is like that with 5v5. Hopefully, I'm hoping because we had the War Games match this year that we get. And that! I hope we get, because you know the arena's probably going to be in there because they always do all the previous NXTs from that previous year or leading up to when the game comes out. You can't have the pay-per-view war games in without the setup, without the actual match being in the game. Without and the I two hope rings. it's in the game. And I hope it's not like a two-team thing. I hope it's a three-team. Or what was it, like four teams? In, in, um, Who was it? It was Autism of Pain and uh-huh. Sanity and Undisputed. Yeah, it was three teams. It was three teams? Okay. It, so that was like yeah. three. I was like, I mean, it, it was a, it was, it was, uh, it was basically Roger a Strong. It's like a nine man. Yeah, yeah. Roger Strong and AOP. You had three members of uh, Undisputed Era, and you had yeah the three members of Sanity. So yeah, and occasionally some. No, I don't think you had some of the folks from uh, like the extra people from from the stables. So yeah, it was just basically a nine man match. So I would kill for that man. On top of that, to have two rings and and you would bring back probably the classic versions i know they're gonna build a roster up bigger this year so you can bring the classic versions of war games from wcw if you want oh yeah oh yeah and it's like okay is it because if you get that close to you get that close to a 10 man then you just got to do it at that point because you got no choice you got no choice and see that and see that way so here's the other thing that i was thinking about that we got robbed of last year and they took them out of the game but they added the hardy boys to the game is the dudley's because the Dudleys got snapped oh out of the game. Oh my god! Because they left, like but right they went to the Hall of Fame this year, right? Yeah, and they went, but now, yeah, exactly. They went to the Hall of Fame now, and now the Hardys are with it. So you know, all the Hall of Famers always show up in the game as DLC. So we have a chance to have 
Edge and Christian. Hard, right. The Hardys and the Dudleys be able to do that match if they can give us that same, you know, since we can do up to eight characters now, it should be no problem to do a triple threat tag team match. Shoot, that's that's basically in a sense that's a six man match. And when you look at it, I guess you could say, yeah, that's yeah. a six man match. Yeah. So basically and just bring and I ain't gonna lie, make, bring back some of them classic arenas too, man. Bring back the Royal Rumble two thousand arena. Even, I would even accept it. I would even accept that even if they just wanna just like drop it to us like it's just certain things like in this game in particular with W two K this game in particular, how we in video games, we all talk about how we hate microtransactions in certain games we pay full money for and stuff like that. But with WWE 2K, it's everything is really like if you think about it, everything is really cosmetic. It's not yeah. really a, it's not really a, a pay to win or any type of thing when it comes to W2 K. So it's like stuff like arenas shoot extra call slots, which are created wrestler slots for, for additional. I know we have a hundred, but there's some people that are just like, they create, that's all they do with W2K. If we were able to, if they were able to monetize to add extra slots or either to have like the um, W2K, they do like some of the old arenas, but they put them in as microtransactions. You can buy this arena for this and this amount, this and this, you know, charge whatever. People will buy it, man. I, I know I would. I'm just that much of a wrestling fan. I shoot, I do it. Shoot, throw Take up the old, money. Throw up, shoot, throw up the old Thunder Arena as a, as a microtransaction for WCW. If I want to do a show and, and use the Thunder Arena, shoot, I go buy the arena. Done. I do it. I have no, I have no problems. When you look back at some of these arenas back in the day, man, they look, they look, they was dope, man. It's like the only best looking arenas now is like those big shows. Not even some. It's like WrestleMania this year was like. The only time I saw them use like a gimmick for the stage, man. I feel yeah. bad. I hate that nowadays. It's like every everything, to, everything is just like a the template. It's, it's basically the raw arena, but just oh, just throw this screen on it, and oh, now it's, now it's money in the bank. Now throw some, put some ladders out there. It's money in the bank. <laughs> Shoot, well, I was like, man, come on, now. WrestleMania just can't. This can't be the only show that looks like this. I mean, at least make SummerSlam or Survivor Series look dope. It's yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, let's see. And then the last thing on wish list for WWE 2K, um, no limitations on the character download. Um, I mean, I don't have a problem with the timer that they have now. Um, I think that's more of a server thing because I remember the servers used to get kind of overloaded and it'll it would mess up a lot of stuff on the back end as far as with the uh, community creation server. I don't have a problem with that. The problem I have a problem with is the logos. So when I delete a character off WWE 2K, I have to go into utility to delete everything associated with that character. I just deleted. Just let me be able to, when I delete the character, all the stuff that goes along with it, take that shit with it too. Because it's very <laughs> tedious to be trying to delete stuff in W2K. And I got to go in. I, honestly, I don't even delete the character at this point. I have to go in and find all the, all the attachments that are associated with their creative character, go delete all that shit in there, which takes me probably roughly about 45 minutes, especially if it's a large character with a lot of layers. And then I go create, then I go delete the actual icon of the character, which, which is selectable. If not, I got like a really, I got like a red silhouette looking at me when I go through my character select screen. So please get rid of that. Like find a different way to do it because it's, it's super tedious, man. I just want to, if I want to, 
download the newest character and I got one character that I'm not using and it's just overly heavy with a lot of logos and it's taking up a lot of space within my uh, within my storage on the game. I just want to just go in there and say, hey, I don't want to use this person anymore. Delete it and go back into community creation and download the latest, you know, the latest, you know, uh, Prince Puma or, you know, whatever. Something like that. And just, just be able to have it to just delete it like real quick and do it quick and not spend 45 minutes deleting logos out of my freaking utility. It's very tedious. I hate it. Um, <laughs> E3. Um, so E3 has come and gone. Um, as far as like, I wanted to give some critiques on the, um, just on overall like presentations. I know a lot of people, a lot of people love the Ubisoft conference, Microsoft conference and stuff like that. But there's the, cause it's like the traditional, uh, type of conference that we're kind of used to. Uh, Sony is an example of, they've kind of changed. There's a, they, they, they still have somebody on stage, but they just don't have developers coming on stage anymore. Like they used to, it's almost kind of like go sit in this movie theater and watch all these trailers. Basically. Damn. They just basically what it is. That's basically what it is. Cause come down to, with them, um, I don't know if it's just, you know, pure arrogance that, hey, we 70 million in, you know, we ain't got to have developers come. We just going to show you games because they don't really they just do trailers. They don't really show they show some gameplay from like some of their some of their games. Of course, we got gameplay from like Last of Us 2, stuff like that. Um, but what really sucked, though, I really hate Nintendo's and Square Enix's presentation. I hate Nintendo's format. I hate the treehouse thing. Burn it down. <laughs> I hate that thing. Lord, just imagine if you would have went to E3 this year. Would, how, would you feel like you would have wasted your money going to E3? Or would you, how would you feel if you would have went to E3? I think I would have felt fine. I think it's more with E3. I don't think it's really about the presentation. The presentation is kind of more about, the presentations is probably kind of more about the people who are watching from home and can't be there. Um, but I think for the people who actually go and attend, it's really more about getting your hands on games like early, um, right? And being able to play stuff like way either like a year or like a year to nine months in advance before it hits the general public. Because I would have loved, because I would have loved to play like you know like Destiny's two new mode called Gambit and all that type of stuff, or either get my hands like the new Spider Man or something like that. See, it, it would have been Jump Force. Yeah, Jump Force. It would have been more about getting my hands like the preview, like the Division two or to preview like just any or, or play a little bit of anthem and see how that and see how that felt in the um at e3 and stuff like that it's kind of like more about that for for people to actually go to the conference and stuff like that um but like nintendo like i think okay i think i've said this before but i'm gonna like repeat it again nintendo needs to stop having their executives do all the talking they need to they can be kind of like in the forefront and introduce whoever is the presenter and stuff like that for like find somebody that's super charismatic, that's young, that's from the West, that's like American. I'm pretty sure y'all got somebody over in the Nintendo America offices or something of the sorts that is very charismatic, that works for the company that could step on stage and present y'all product without us having to read a, a, a freaking crap ton of subtitles. <laughs> because it's like it's I understand like Sony has like Japanese people of course they're a Japanese company but a lot of their stuff they have a lot of um, people that uh, represent them from America 
that speak English. I'm not really bashing the culture. It's just I feel like Nintendo is they need to kind of use a mouthpiece with somebody from the West. It'll make them kind of more relatable. They need to go with a more of a general format of like have developers come out and all that type of stuff. Because like what they end up doing now is like we watched a little stupid treehouse conference and we were only really hyped about smash brothers. Let's be real. That was the only game that was yeah, yeah. game that was really worth the damn within the whole thing. And, and then they do like the other little conference, not, well, not really conference, but they do like the playthrough with, with some of the people. But then on top of that is like, they just sit on the couch with, we got a picture and picture view of the game and the people sitting on the couch playing the game. That's not hot at all. <laughs> it's, it's, like how it's, he, not, it's how he broke it down with that whole thing. It's not cool. It's not it's like it literally. And Square Enix like, don't come back to E3 ever again. <laughs> like that's 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 all I got to say about Square Enix because oh, that wait, wait, was wait, wait, horrible. Oh, I, I'm I'm gonna say this. We can't tell them they can't come back because if you're like. One of our good friends from Nerdflow, a diehard fan of Kingdom Hearts, they have no choice but to come back. However, what does these to stay away is how they presented stuff, how they did things. Like, for starters, the whole Kingdom Hearts thing, like, I was expecting a lot more than what I've already seen. I'm thinking we're going to get, I need I need Kingdom Hearts to do what it, it, it was put. I don't need to be like it. All right, the movie It, that god awful movie, and I don't care what anybody says, it was it sucked. I don't need that same type of feeling of it going into it like, oh man, it's gonna be dope. It's gonna, it's gonna, I'm gonna see some new stuff, and I and I leave the theater be like, man, give my fucking money back, man. Like, no, 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 this is not what I paid my money. I work hard for. for. You give me more than what I've already seen. All right, I know you can't give me everything, but give me something different. All right. That's and I know our, that friend of ours is gonna listen to this and probably say something. I don't care. I wanted more stuff. You could at least told us if it was any type of DLC that was coming with at least one, or at least give us a hint to it. Like I don't want to play Kingdom Hearts in January and find out there was more stuff added to it. Give me something now, all right? I, you know what Tekken Seven did to me a couple years ago? They made me. And it ain't because I'm a Tekken fan. They gave me something to E3. They gave me a preview of what to expect. All right? And it made me look even more forward to it. I don't know why Kingdom Hearts didn't do that this year. I'll still play it. I'm still buying the game. And I'm going to play it. But like I said, it's how they did things. I, I wasn't too, too keen of. And then this whole Final Fantasy VII thing. Oh, man. Okay. Final Fantasy VII. So I read an article yesterday, actually. And... Basically, I don't know if I can't remember if it was a, like a, a person that represented Square Enix or whoever the person was, but they made the statement. The headline said Square Enix says that they revealed the game too early. How? Oh, shit, Sherlock. Because is the game farther off than what we think it is? Because if they made the statement that, oh, we, ooh, we showed it too early. So, I said, it feels like it's going to be a 2020 game or a PS5 game. Is what it is. It's what I'm, this is the feeling that I'm getting after oh, seeing that article. It's what I'm look, feeling. It's what look, I'm feeling right now. Look, I, I know we, we said this a lot. Just go and give us the fucking game, please. Like, like we know about it. 
what what else do you have to do for this game? Why are you prolonging this game? You know, I, I'm speaking on the on the fact that one, this is a remastered game of a classic game. Uh, I, I sound super saying, but it's a remastered, all right? And we all want to play this, especially on these new systems with these incredible graphics. I would love to see how real they make Final Fantasy VII in this day and age. But I don't feel like waiting until I have grandkids to do so. Give me the game now. I don't know what else. How long ago this game was like literally announced before then? How, how like long have two, we been? I think it showed up on PlayStation stage about two years ago. Two so years that ago, would, right? That would literally make it 2015, 2016. Yeah. Around that era. Like, yeah. you know, at least around this time, you would have given us a release date. That would have been that would have not been too far from well, the announcement. Well, well, snap. Well, you know, the, the I forgot kingdom, the whole Kingdom Hearts thing. It's, you know, the game it's was square, they, they to- it's square. It's square. And I, I forget. I forget. It, 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 it took it, they, me. They, they, they would they would put it in the trailer, but then it would just change. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened with Kingdom Hearts? It's like, oh, coming 2018. And then the trailer we get for E3, January 20th. January 29th, 2019. <sighs> y'all, y'all better make me cry when it comes to this game. I, I kid you not. I will break my game and not even regret spending sixty bucks on it. I swear I wouldn't. You better make y'all, y'all better. I'm literally Square Enix. Hear this and hear this now. If I don't at least shed one tear, one fucking tear, when it comes to this game. Don't be shocked you see a fat black guy with an Air Force sitting outside your office one day. That's all uh, I got to say. And this better be the uh, Honestly, like, to be honest, as long as this game has taken, it better be the last one. I'm just... <laughs> I can't wait another... I can't... You can't do... You can't say, oh, you can't do a cliffhanger at the end of this game and be like, oh, Kingdom Hearts 4 and freaking... 2030 or something it's like um i'm gonna probably be on my deathbed exactly this game a freaking old man freaking trying to be 50 years old trying to play kingdom hearts 4 i'm gonna have my i'm gonna have to have the, the nursing home nurse uh darling hey come over here fire this game up right quick yeah might need you to play it too yeah yeah hey <laughs> like, man no give me this game before i get my first gray hair man like come on now Everybody yeah. on I'm this getting gray show hairs waiting not, on this game. <laughs> like, the, the, like, I was how how was I when I when Kingdom Hearts two uh, dropped? I, it was two thousand six. I was I was about what was uh, fourteen? I, I want to say fourteen years old when that game came out. And, and here it is. About, how was let's see? Two thousand four. I was seventeen or eighteen years old when so we, they dropped we, the trailer for it for three. We were legit teenagers, and here we are, adults, some with kids, and now we finally get in Kingdom Hearts three. It. But how many? Final so, Fantasy, uh, but how many Final Fantasies have we got since then? A bunch. We we got a Final Fantasy fifteen, Final Fantasy Type Zero. Uh, uh, what's the next know, topic? You know, I don't you know want to talk about this no more. You know I don't talk about this no more. I'm feeling petty right now. Hold on a second. I'm feeling real petty right now. Oh. Final, Final Fantasy games. How, what was the the first one made when back in what? Uh, the, when the first Final Fantasy game came out, it was what? Uh, 
because it was it was on the NES, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like back in the day, like way back in the day. They back in the '80s at the most. Yep. Let's see here. Let, let, let's let's look this up. I want. I'm, I'm serious about this. Let's let's see. <laughs> How many freaking Final Fantasy games we got since 2004? And oh my God, I'm still freaking pushing the button to go back. What the hell? It don't even go back that far. I'm back in 2007, and I had like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Now, mind you, some of these are like a lot of remasters because evidently Square Enix loves remastering stuff really fast, but they can't free and can seem to find the remaster Final Fantasy VII really fast. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is this, this it don't make no sense, man. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Oh. 19, 20, he goes, 21, oh, Lord, he went past 20. 20. <laughs> he went past 20. I okay, let's just put it this way. Home. I'm not going to even finish count. I'm in 2011, Final Fantasy 13 2, and I'm at 20-something games. Past 20 games, man. That's... And you've been working on <laughs> one game for the past 15 years. Okay, I'm, I'm on. What, what's the <laughs> next topic? No, no, you know, you know, one thing I, I do hate though about old people sometimes, man, is the fact they say the video games are an addiction. Yeah, right? and that's the main topic for today. Um, so there was an article that claimed that and this is all due to like Fortnite and stuff like that, and and people only jump on stuff because it becomes like super overly popular and it's in pop culture and media and stuff like that so it kind of puts more of the focus on it and stuff like that but so they're basically claiming and saying that video games have been recognized as an addiction slash illness slash it's a like a disorder for playing compulsively playing video games oh oh wait wait hold on oh rosie wait wait I'm finna die. I'm, I'm touching this PlayStation right now. It's taking my soul. Oh, I see a light. I'm floating towards it. Oh, wait, no. Uh, it's my bad. It was the light off my PlayStation controller. Sorry. <laughs> Whoops. But yeah, man, this is stupid. Um, Just plain and simple. This is stupid. Um, I mean, okay. So let's okay for somebody to and and let me let me go into the article because I have the I want to read their definition and be and this like definition that's in here this applies to a lot of stuff so I just want to read I just want to read this real quick I can't wait to hear this okay a behavior pattern is a sufficient severity to the result of significant impairment in personal family social educational occupational or other important areas of fun- of functioning the pattern of gaming behavior may be continuous or episodic or recurrent the gaming behavior and other features are normally evident over a period of at least 12 months in order for a diagnosis to be assigned although required duration may be shortened if all diagnosis requires are met and symptoms are severe um <laughs> Oh, let me read. No, I got I got another part. Hold on. Game disorder is a is a characterized by a pattern of persistent reoccurring gaming behavior. Digital gaming, video gaming, which may be online, i.e., over the internet. No, there ain't no other way to do online. Uh, or offline, manifested by one. Why did we have to even put that in there? Um, impaired control over gaming, onset, frequency, intensity, duration, um, termination, context, increasing. 
priority giving to gaming to extent to extent that game takes presence over life, interest, and daily activities. Okay, all right. Um, I know a bunch how, of people how, that I know a bunch of people that work out a lot. So, do they have a disorder? That, no, that's, that's what that sounds like too. I, I know a lot of people that gamble, that, but yet that's, that's yeah, definitely I'm, a disorder. You go broke. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I mean, exactly. So it's like maybe this is just me. If it wasn't for video games, I know it sounds cliche, but it's the truth. If it wasn't video games, I'd probably be out there gang banging or something. All right, as you can see. No, I'm not game banging. Never been to jail. Never done anything. I turned out fine, and I got a lot of video game consoles. What about you, Royalty? And I played a lot of violent games, and I'm fine. Like seriously, like when it comes to games, I look at it as a therapeutic way. Like how people probably would look at weed. All right, you need to smoke weed, even though it may may be bad. But at the same time, it's not bad. It's actually medicinal type. It's it's good for you when you think about it. And it's like. Do you? I ain't never heard of somebody get, killing somebody when they smoke weed before. I, I I never heard of that. Now I get, I'll say this: there were certain gamers, certain, certain, not a lot, but certain that may have went over the edge when it came to games. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the games itself weren't designed to actually put push people over the edge. Right. So I'm looking at it like when I play. Play wrestling, for instance. You, we all can't be wrestlers. We all can't, but we love wrestling, though, right? Right. So what do they do? They make a video game so that we can at least experience it, even right. if we can't go to live events or we can't sit here and, and get in the ring. We can make ourselves in the game. Now that we can literally put your face on a creative wrestler and go in the ring. It can be you in the ring the way that you want to look. Like, if you want to have an eight-pack, Put yourself in the game. And there you go. You're in the game. So ain't no way on earth a video game can be an illness. It's an enjoyable experience. The only people that says it's an illness are people who can't hold a controller, who don't know how to play a game, and more importantly, they watch reruns of of uh of Ronald Reagan on a TV show. That's that's the only people who legit say that it's an illness. All right? People who voted for Trump. That's who that's who honestly said it was illness. There you go. Boom. Yeah, it's like, man, it's 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 like the whole thing with Fortnite cuz I'm pretty sure probably with some of this stuff probably stem from uh with Fortnite cuz I think it was I, I don't know the full story uh like for everything, but basically it was a little I think it was like a little girl she was addicted to playing Fortnite and Oh, I heard about that. Something I happened. Like what? So you, you snap. So how did it go? Because I, I heard like partial part of it, man. Um, I'm trying to remember because I remember hearing about it not too long ago. It, she played Fortnite and it became an addiction. Whereas, like she couldn't sleep. It was very hard for her to sleep. You know, she said her eyes were always hurting and whatnot. Um, parents said they were very concerned over it to the point where uh, she, I think, lashed out at her dad over the game and probably still. Like, their credit cards to buy stuff for Fortnite and whatnot. And it's like, granted, yeah, that's that's extreme. But then you got to look at it like this. Fortnite does have benefits, too. I get that that was a bad thing that came out of Fortnite. And every other video game out there, it'll have somewhat of an effect on it. But don't just look at that. Look at the positives of it. For instance, Fortnite has a scholarship now. Literally, you can go to school for playing Fortnite. That's, if anything, a gamer's dream to have a certain game that they love to play 
as a way to get a better education. So I don't see too much of a problem here. It's it's basically it's like one of the things, like I said earlier, when it came to uh, weed, whereas, you know, you can become addicted to it. But at the same time, it can be used for medicinal purposes. You know what I'm saying? It's in my opinion, when it comes to games, it's all about how you handle it. How well can you honestly tolerate these games? So if you know that you become addicted to the game, you know, at least if you know from the start that you're going to be addicted to the game, it could be a bad thing. Just stop playing it for a little bit. You know, take a take a step away from it and go outside or something like that. But if you continuously play it and you get addicted to the game, you know, I mean, it it's not something that you blame the whole community for. You don't blame the developers for this game for it being the reason as to why this happened. Like I think years ago they said Call of Duty was the reason why it was a mass shooting from uh somebody. And I'm and, like, and guess, and you guess can't, what? And, and guess what? And guess what? And Call of Duty is popular, but it ain't as popular as it used to be. And yeah. guess what they blaming now? Fortnite, because it's a popular thing right now. Back then, they call they, they blame Call of Duty because guess what? It was the most popular thing at the time. Now, in like, look at God of War. God of War is a popular PlayStation Four game right now. Do you see anybody out there trying to beat Kratos? Now, I'm pretty sure somebody out there and call they some boy, more than a government name, but still, you don't see nobody swinging an axe. Or or ripping somebody apart, man. Like shoot, I'm like this is it's a game, man. It's a game. It's an escape from reality. That's how I look at it, and that's how I'm always gonna look at it. It's an escape from reality. Yes, yeah. I have a game addiction too. I love Tekken. If you love, if you listen to Nerdflow, I'm a huge Tekken fan. All right, but do you see me out there trying to do a Bruce Lee kick on nobody? No, and because I'm fat, it's just I don't feel like doing it. I can do that in the game. So exactly, it's it's like it's. They just looking for something to point the finger at right now when it comes when it comes to certain stuff. Yes, there are people who are overly who probably may have not never played video games and could be addicted to could be addicted to Fortnite because I mean, especially the casual. I mean, they could they could easily get addicted. They're just I mean, that's just like somebody you know never done drugs before and they get on a drug and uh, yeah they're gonna get addicted. You know they just like how they feel, like how they feel. I never done drugs before, but I've heard heard things about it. So yeah, I mean. It it could be very similar to that, but for those who are like gamers in the gaming community that that's been playing games since you know a very very young age, it's like just stop it, man. Like there are so many parameters in place. Don't blame it on the developers because people try to point the finger at because oh we shouldn't make violent games about shooting and blah blah blah. Well, you know what came up like long time ago in the nineties. Um, who was I think it was was it Al Gore's wife that came up with the Emmett the uh the ESRB for the yeah game, like yeah the, 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 like the rating like the rating system yeah video games have a rating system parents if you didn't know um if you look at the little black and white uh square on the side that kind of tells you what the game has in it I've worked in electronics for a very very long time um, oh my god and and I've sold video games and I can't count how many parents ignore it and I can't count how many times. I've rung up Grand Theft Auto for kids who were not of age, but the parents said it was okay. So who am I to <laughs> to say no? To right, you can't say no. You they they automatically said it, it was cool for the play. You can't mm-hmm. point the finger at it like like when they found a hot coffee incident in San Andreas. The mom made the choice to buy it, even though you saw that M on that on that cover art. Yep. So you and can't see him and, if you, and, if you and get mad at uh, Rockstar. And if you flip it over on the back, it tells you every single thing it has in it. Explicit Ex- language, nudity. 
it has Miles, all that in it, but you choose to let him buy it. So you said that you said, yeah, fine, you can play it. It, it was your it was your consent. So verbally, you signed a contract saying, yes, my kid can play this game. So you can't get mad at no developers. You said, yeah, exactly. You, That's you an excellent point, Rosie. You paid off. You paid. You paid off. You signed the contract when you took out your wallet. So you have to accept the consequences of what what happens afterwards. So, shoot. You know what? I, I, I ain't finna play with these people. I ain't finna play with these people at all. I'm still finna play this game. I'm still finna play my PlayStation, my Xbox, Switch, PS Vita. And you know what? Why y'all be complaining about how some kids be annoying sometimes? Give them a game then. So you don't have to deal with them. I ain't trying to say that as a good parent mechanism, but I'm just saying. Hey, a lot of kids learn a lot of stuff. I have a, okay, I have a four-year-old for those who don't know. And I think my kid has learned a lot of stuff at the age of four, shoot, that I didn't even know. My son knows his full range of numbers just purely off because he plays, like, learning games on a tablet. So, he learned, he knew a whole lot more than I knew as a four-year-old back then. So, hey, I mean, if you do it right, uh, you just never know. It's, it, it, you know, it could really help boost your kid's brain power, could help them d- discover and find out who they should really be. An example, like we gave K before, Fortnite scholarship, your kid probably didn't even want, was a gamer and probably didn't even think about going to college. And they probably wanted to be like a streamer or, or something like that. And they was like, oh, man, I play Fortnite. I'm really good. I'm going to go to college now where I didn't want to go before. So you just never know. Exactly, um, man. Shoot. And you can make great friends from video games, too. Like, that's exactly. another thing. Sure do. Um, all right, man. So this, this is gonna bring episode five of Speaking Game to a close, man. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys liked it. Um, please make sure you guys subscribe, comment on the actual um on the episodes and all that good stuff. Uh Speaking Game is going to be on Anchor FM. So please make sure you guys uh favorite it, um all the uh favorite the show and all of that. Also, it's available on Stitcher. Google Play uh, and some couple other more platforms that I'll I'll be able to give you guys more detail on. It's still in process because I recently just set it up on Anchor. So, uh, but yeah, man. Um, see you guys for episode six uh, for another episode of Spin Game. Go play some games and learn something. Exactly.